Welcome to the Steelers by the Lake podcast. My name is James Strong, joined once again by my co-host Cody Tanner. Cody, how are you on this fine Friday evening? James, I'm doing just ducky. How are you doing today? Man, I'm all right. Listen. I'm all right, man. Going into the weekend, I don't have to work. And then only a three-day work week next week. Yeah. Thanksgiving. I I don't even know what my work schedule looks like for next week yet. But I will tell you this. I think this is the first Friday in a long time that they have enough people closing at work to where I don't have to go back. Whoa. So with that being said, cheers to that <laughs> as we drink some orange dream signal oh, moonshine. Oh. Oh, good good on you, man. It looked like you were opening something up. That's a good look Ooh, right there. That is. Old Smoky Tennessee hey, Moonshine. Hey, you gotta let me know if they have the uh the peanut butter. There's a uh a buckeye one. They make a buckeye Ooh. one that is out of this world good. And you can't get it around here. Nikki got it for me one time when she was out of town and came back with it. It was the most delicious thing I ever had. Well, the so next time if that's available down yeah. there, I'm going to be ordering a case from you and then <laughs> you money. The next time I go back to Gatlinburg or Pigeon Forge, which hopefully will be sometime in the next few months, um, I'll, I'll go down there and I'll check out. They have a bunch of locations down there that we can check out. So yes, I'll absolutely do that for you. Um, Empty your trunk before you go. Yeah. Real quick. Because <laughs> uh, I'm going to fill it. <laughs> real quick, just want to remind you guys, <laughs> make sure you guys download the PSF app. That is the Pro Sports Fans app. It's a new app where we actually do a live show every Wednesday at 7 p.m. We do a, a cool show. It's called Midweek Mayhem. It's all about Steelers. It's in the middle of the week, and it's mayhem. We just talk about whatever and anything. You guys can hop on, ask us questions, live discussion. Steelers, here we go. Yeah, it's a good time. We have a good we have a good time. I told you guys we're trying to do improvements for the show. We're still continuing to do that. As you can see right down below us, if you are watching on YouTube, uh, we do have a little bit of a ticker going now. So like some stats for the team, uh, some updates about uh, like the show and stuff like that. Uh, joining us on the Pro Sports Fans app and stuff like that. So thank you guys so much for continuing to support us, watch, listen, however you do it. Uh, be sure to comment on the videos if you're watching or message us online if you want to share a thought or an opinion about the Steelers. We have some friends that do that, man. Dylan Sonny, when he feels something, he messages me. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. he, he tells us how it is. We have a bunch of people that sometimes message us and say, hey, yep. this is Ryan just kind Savage. of for you guys. Yep. Yeah, yep. Ryan always uh, hits me up whenever he, he sees something he likes on the show. He says, I sound like Jason Kelsey. Keep talking. I don't know, man. You know, when you do the tush push there, you, you just got to go for it. I, <laughs> I, I, don't know. I, can, I can hear it a bit. I do <laughs> can see it, it, but that's funny. You, I can, don't... you can hear it a little? Yeah. We'll go a little bit. You sound like Tra or you sound like Jason, and we'll just say that I look like Travis. Look like Taylor Swift's yeah. boyfriend. <laughs> Just kidding. That's all right because Jason was the one that was voted sexiest man alive. As he oh. as he should. As he should. Yeah, you know, hold on, man. Get a little flex in the James been pumping the iron a little bit, you guys. All right, we're gonna move uh, on. Uh, 275 for three the other day. Look out. There you go. Next time back, next time I come up to visit, we're gonna have to hit the weight room hard. Um real hard. Real hard. Uh let's okay, let's get back into this. <laughs> let's talk about We're going to hit the weights as hard as Braden Fehoko hit the streets this week, man. Damn. Right to it. Uh, <laughs> Braden Fehoko <laughs> was released from the 53 man roster. Uh <laughs> kind of unfortunate to him. Uh forward forward fasting forwarding the notes. Uh him and a middle linebacker Tyler Murray were signed to the practice squad. So he wasn't on the streets for long. <laughs> uh Pittsburgh probably said, "Hey, don't go anywhere. We're going to sign you right back unless another team picks you up off waiver wire or whatever." 
Uh, we also had tight end Scotty Washington and offensive guard Joey Fisher released from the practice squad, which is where you saw that co- corresponding move with Brain Foco, Tyler Murray. Uh, and then Pat Fryermuth, if, you, if you're watching the show on Wednesday, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, Pat Fryermuth did return to practice uh, and start his 21-day window for return why are you running what are you doing practice he's running all over man he's running in practice he's full go Heck Thursday yeah, and friday man love it we love that hell yeah twice there's on sundays back in my life man please i need the fryer i need the muth back man there's two things i yell about every sunday when they're healthy throw the ball to pat and throw the ball to george i get to yell about both of them again this week it looks like that's true you can you want to know who you can't be yelling about is uh joe burrow and mark andrews because both of them are out for the year um actually and and those are two those are two obviously not related to this week's game but joe burrow being the quarterback of the cincinnati Bengals, who we still have to play this year um and mark andrews the next week yeah, Mark Andrews, the tight end for the Baltimore Ravens, out for the year. Now, also, we just got more news. Deshaun Watson will be undergoing season-ending <laughs> surgery. surgery. So, yeah. so this is three big players on all three of the teams in our division uh, that up until this, I'm pretty sure this week, we're still, are all th- four teams in the playoffs if they started today? Or did someone bump Cleveland out? I'm I'm guessing the Bengals have been bumped out because they're five and five now. Okay. Uh, so I can't imagine they're still in the picture, but I think the the Browns, Steelers, and Ravens would all still be in the picture because the Ravens are sitting at number one in the division. So yeah, yeah, it's a tough division, uh, toughest in football. If you don't believe us, just go check the dang standings, man. Um, yeah. Um, real quick on that. Yeah. yeah. Cincinnati Bengals may have gotten themselves in a bit of trouble with this as well because they did not list Joe Burrow on the injury list all week long. There's video and pictures of him having support braces and soft casts on that arm during the week. They went as far as deleting the pictures after posting them, uh, trying to cover their own tracks. It looks real bad at this point. Yeah. Uh, it looks like they knew he was injured and didn't report it. Now, I get it. There's certain teams that if you say somebody's injured, they're definitely going after the injury. The Ravens do have a reputation like that. Um, other ones are also in the division. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I get trying to protect your players, but you do have to report those injuries. Uh, and by not doing so, they've put them in a situation where they could get fined and possibly have draft picks revoked in upcoming drafts. Uh, so Big interested to see how that plays out. But yeah, if, if since he has any team needs that are similar to what Pittsburgh's team needs are going up into next season's draft class, that could be beneficial for Pittsburgh because they would have one less pick in front of them. Who knows what round, you know? It just yeah. depends on how bad they feel the infraction is. But Yeah, and I'm sure that teams do this every single year to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it was an injury... True. Sorry, something something much just... <laughs> but when it was a bad enough injury, quite frankly, um, when it was a bad enough injury that you actually had to... You saw... I mean, he left the game. He left the game with an injury to the wrist, which was the same wrist that he was already dealing with. And it, like, that's the part where it's a problem. Like, yeah, he, he's hurting now to the point where he's done for the year, probably. Um, mm-hmm. So the, it's just, it, you, you had to report that. That's, 
That's like marching a guy out there with broken bones in his shoulder, claiming that it was not something that was there previous to the game when he played awful up until halftime. Very clearly got a painkiller shot because he played great afterwards. And then once uh, all the pain pills wore off, all of a sudden he's hurting so bad that he's done for the year. You sipping your tea there, buddy? It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with this one, man. I think uh, <laughs> I think there's a pattern going on here of the Cleveland Browns kind of guilting and almost peer pressuring their quarterbacks into playing injured, uh, and, and then them getting hurt so substantially and and so seriously that it knocks them out for significant amounts of time. I I feel like that's exactly what happened to Baker Mayfield his final year in Cleveland. You know, he's playing with a broken collarbone on his non-throwing arm, all kinds of injuries. He's out there looking like crap because he's so hurt. And yep. they keep on marching him out there. And their fan base is trying to convince me that he had something in his contract saying that if he decided he wanted to play, then he was playing and they couldn't do anything about it. And that's not a thing. Nope. That's not a thing, man. Coaching staff can – all they have to do is put you on the injury list and then you're not allowed to play. Uh, they continued to allow him to play injured. And then they did that with Deshaun Watson. I mean, he got cleared to play, what, like four or five weeks ago and then didn't play for the first couple of weeks? And they made Imagine him out to that. look like the bad guy in that situation. Yes, they did. They made him to look like the bad guy, like he wasn't tough enough to go out on the field and suck it up. And, man, he had a rotator cuff injury, and now we know he had a broken bone in his shoulder too. And they were trying to get him to go out there and play through it. Like, are you kidding me? This could cost this dude his career, and I am not sympathetic to Deshaun Watson, the human being. No. Like, he's he's pretty much a scumbag, but as a human being playing football, he deserves a little better than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think about the business aspect of it and then the personal aspect of it. I, you know, nobody is going to feel sad for Deshaun, I don't think, who understands. No. Who understands? There's who, at least 24 people that are real glad it happened to him. True. Uh, but the people who understand, you know, what he did and what things that happened, whether made public or not because of payouts and stuff like that. Um, but you don't wish someone to be mishandled as a human being in a business aspect like football and like the NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. And especially that Cleveland has done this consistently and repeatedly to quarterbacks. They're just tanking, man. Um, and I feel, I'll say this, out of all the teams in our division, I feel bad for Cleveland Browns fans because, quite frankly, they're some of the most diehard fans and they're some of the most loyal, and they are getting torched by their front office every single year for not sticking with a quarterback who beat Big Ben at Heinz Field in the playoffs for the first time ever and then moved on from him. Um and then, you know, they just mis- keep mistreating players. They keep signing crummy people like Kareem Hunt, who, did you know, everyone knows what happened with him. And, you know, you wonder why Kareem Hunt was still available. We talked about it on Wednesday. 31 yeah. other teams didn't want him because of what Again. he did off the field. Again. So not only after this happened with him in Kansas City, he was a free agent. Nobody wanted him. Pittsburgh or the, uh, the Browns signed him for cheap. His contract runs out in Cleveland. They don't re-sign him. Nick Chubb goes down, and he's still an available free agent because no one signed him again. The other 31 teams have him blacklisted. They won't sign him because of his assault on that woman that was so grotesquely videotaped. Him kicking her in the head while she's laying on the ground. Like, this is a human being that no one else wants on their team, and the Browns love him. And 
the front office is the the issue there, man. The front office and the way the the Cleveland media portrays these situations as though the victims are actually the bad guys somehow. It's just insane to me, man. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing. I don't think this is coming from my direction. My issue with Kareem Hunt, and I don't want to go too much on a tangent here. We're here, we're here to talk Browns versus Steelers. Granted, Kareem Hunt's on the Browns. Um, my problem with it is I didn't get enough of a sincerity and an apology from him for what he did or any kind of punishment laid down. Mm-hmm. Like if this was another human being outside of the NFL, they're in jail. Like they're, that's jail time. Yes. Um, and so I, I don't think that some of these players that do this kind of thing, cause he's not the first and he won't be the last. Unfortunately, they don't understand the severity. Unfortunately, the people that understand the severity are people like Henry Ruggs because you know, he was, driving so fast and killed two people if kareem hunt kicks her and she dies i think it's a different story um but it's just i i don't like that so again cleveland browns we're sorry for you guys he's still in the league and ray rice isn't yeah you know what i mean like we all saw ray rice uppercut that girl i was shocked he was immediately was was casting and being on the uh, media teams and commentating stuff like that's crazy to me yeah like he got blackballed out of the league immediately, and Hunt is blackballed by thirty-one teams. Yep, crazy. Yep. I mean, who knows? Maybe Ray Russ, Ray Rice is such a passionate Ravens, you know, guy that he Cleveland Browns wanted to sign him, and he said no. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> God, that might be true. I just thought about that. But anyways, so speaking of injuries, we were talking about the injuries to Joe Burrow, Mark Andrews, mm-hmm. and you know Deshaun Watson. We're gonna talk about injuries for this game, the Steelers at the Browns, Week Eleven. Uh, here we go. Let's talk injuries real quick. I'll go over some of the uh, ones for Pittsburgh. Deontay Johnson dealing with a thumb injury. He will be playing. No concerns there. Uh, Keanu Neal, Minka Fitzpatrick, Mont- and Montrevious Adams all are not going to be part- playing in the game. Uh, Keanu Neal with the rib injury that he suffered in the in the interception to end the game last week. Minka still dealing with the hamstring injury. And Montrevious Adams dealing with that ankle injury. Uh, Pat Fryermuth is suspected to go, which is fantastic. We're excited for that. Um, I think today is the day we would see him elevated, correct? Or removed from the... Uh, tomorrow. That happens on Saturdays, okay. typically. So tomorrow yeah, will so be the day be the that yeah. we'll see him come off of IR and back onto the active roster. Mm-hmm. And then Cameron Hayward still kind of dealing with that nagging groin injury. That's kind of concerning to me. Um, he didn't participate on Wednesday in practice and was limited the rest of the week. I still expect him to play. Um, I think some yeah. of that's some of the limited it's different for him because it's the contusion also to the birth certificate. So he's a little older. He gets a little bit of a, a leeway there with some practices. Typically, if you see somebody not fully participate on Friday, they're not playing. He was limited the yeah. past two days, but he's probably still going to play. So, yeah, he will play. This is just the way they've been handling it since he came back. He's not a hundred percent on the groin yet. And until he's a hundred percent and doesn't have any discomfort in there at all, this is what they're going to do. Expect it in future weeks too. So it's a good thing if you see him doing full participation in practice. That means his his discomfort or pain is going away, yep. and he's getting closer to 100%. Uh, but in the meanwhile, they're going to rest him and try to allow that to heal up some. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a look at the Cleveland Browns injuries now. Now, again, we obviously know um, that we will not be seeing Dewan Jones, the offensive tackle. We will probably not be – well, we obviously won't be seeing uh, Deshaun Watson with the injury. And then we're also not going to see Juan Thornhill, who's the free safety with a calf injury. Um, with that being said, there's a number of players listed on their injury list here. 
Uh, wide receiver David Bell is limited most of the week with full participation on Friday. I'm expecting him to go. Um, Michael Dunn with a calf injury. The guard, full participation all week, expected to go. Grant Delpit, um, not injury-related, but also a shoulder injury. So I think he was he didn't participate on Wednesday for a non-injury-related, but then he was limited some of the week with a shoulder uh, Greg Newsom, the second, the cornerback with a groin injury, limited early in the week, but fully participated the rest of the week. David Njoku with a knee injury, same thing, didn't participate on Wednesday, and then full participation the rest of the week, or excuse me, limited on Thursday, full on Friday. Uh, defensive end, Agbo Okoronokwa, or something like that. Defensive end. I do my best. Limited most of the week, but full today, so he should be a go. Pierre Strong, the running back with a hamstring injury, full participation all week. Wyatt Teller, ankle injury, didn't participate on Wednesday, full participation the rest of the week. And then Denzel Ward and Alex Wright uh, with a neck and knee injury, respectively, between the two of them. They were both limited early in the week and then full for the rest of the week, so those guys should be a go. Yeah, so the big story here with the Browns is going to be the offensive line, I I believe. Uh, That and then... um, some injuries in the wide receiver room there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously the quarterback room, uh, but if Dewan Jones is unable to go, he was going to start at right tackle. He was the number two right tackle behind Jack Conklin, who is already out for the year on the left side. Jedrick Wells is out for the year now as well. Uh, so they're down to second and third string uh, offensive tackles, which means they're really going to have to scheme it up and keep tight ends in to help block and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause Otherwise, it's going to be a nightmare for them trying to block. I mean, James Hudson's going to be starting at tackle again. This is the guy that Alex Highsmith typically beats two or three times a game when he plays against them uh, for sacks. So if he starts on the left side, I love Alex Highsmith sacks for this game. Yep. <laughs> yep. We love that a lot. Um, I don't know. I think we should see a good – it all depends on, the, in my opinion – the play out of their backup quarterback, um, who, again, I actually don't remember his name. We're not going to see P.J. Walker. Um, we're seeing that rookie. No, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. So it's yep. a decent time to jump into their depth chart, really. Yeah, um, yeah. so let's talk so, about it. Yeah, um, we'll just go right into that. So he's slated to be the starter for this mm-hmm. game with P.J. Walker backing him up. Deshaun Watson now out for the year, as we know. Um, both of these quarterbacks are very mobile guys. Neither one of them super accurate. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, the rookie out of UCLA, he was in the East-West Shrine Bowl. Uh, so we got to see him play in that game. Uh, he kind of struggled in that game, to be honest with you. Uh, there was a linebacker from Michigan State by the name of Ben Van Sumeren who kept on running him down, which he jumped out and, and grabbed my attention because of it, because I knew how athletic Dorian Thompson Robinson was. They call him DTR. So if you hear DTR during the – uh, broadcast, that's who they're talking about. It's the quarterback there. Yeah. Um, wide receivers here are are still a threat for sure. Um, Elijah Moore, Amara Cooper, Marquise Goodwin, obviously not going to be playing. Uh, David Bell, and then we also have James Prochet II, who is also their punt returner. Um, speedy guy. Quality wide receiver group. Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore from the Jets last year. Uh, very quality type players. And then you look at the tight end room, David Njoku, Harrison Bryant, uh, also quality tight end. They have the ability to move the ball downfield. We obviously talked about the running backs, Kareem Hunt. Uh, They also have Jerome Ford. Pierre Strong will be available if they need him. Nick Harris, the fullback. And then that offensive line you talked about, you know, James Hudson, the third, Joel Batonio, who's a phenomenal 
left guard, probably one of the best ones in the league. Uh, Ethan Posick at center, Wyatt Teller, and then Leroy Watson will be the starting right tackle with uh, Dewan Jones out. So that right tackle is going to get some pressure. Yeah, so that's that's us making the assumption that Dewan Jones doesn't play. Mm -hmm. They had him limited. They don't have a status as to whether or not he will. So if he does play, he's not going to be full health by any means. If he doesn't play, then Leroy Watson's going to have a real rough day. Uh, so out of this offensive unit here, um, Nick Harris, the fullback, you might remember him a couple years ago. He was playing guard for them. Uh, so they made him the transition kind of guy, similar to what Baltimore did uh, with Patrick Ricard, moving him to fullback. So in a goal line situation, somebody needs to stand Nick Harris up. Uh, so that's a that's a thing to take note of. They're going to really run the ball at Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh needs to be very stout against the run against these guys. That's the specialty of this offensive line is run blocking, especially those interior three. They're way better at run blocking than they are at pass blocking. Um, also, Amari Cooper has really torched Pittsburgh in previous years. Uh, so it's important that they have a good strategy going on here. You don't have Minka Fitzpatrick to, to bracket, so it's either you put Joey Porter Jr. exclusively on Amari Cooper to try and slow him down and then try to bracket the other side with Elijah Moore, or you put Joey Porter on Elijah Moore because he's a speed guy and he can probably run with him better. I don't know how they're going to handle this, uh, but it's going to be interesting, and Tristan Thompson's really going to need to be on top of his game. Yeah. Um, the one thing I want to talk about here before we go on to talk about their uh, – defensive stuff um specifically their offense when you took when you talk about offensive output um for points scored in the season so far browns are ranked 14th uh pittsburgh is ranked 27th so again we need our defense to stand up here and put a stop to their offense there i mean their offense is putting up points but again hopefully with deshaun watson out out for i mean they played without him and they're still putting up points hopefully without him um we can do something more and, and kind of, you know, rile up this defensive guy. Baltimore Ravens shockingly have the most points for in the entire league uh, scored, mm. which is wild with the Dolphins having a 70 point game. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, but we'll see what moves on. I think maybe they're missing a bye week or something there, too. So that might be a little faulty right now. And then defensively. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think Baltimore's had a bye week yet. I don't think they have. So we're still yeah. looking at that. Defensively, before we get into it, uh, the Browns have allowed the fourth least amount of points as well. So their defense is playing fairly, fairly tight. Pittsburgh somewhere in the middle of the pack there. They're not doing horrible. They're not doing great. I think they're ranked um, 10th, so top 10. And Cleveland's fourth for points allowed. Now let's look at this defensive line. Miles Garrett, uh, the Darius Smith are the edges. Miles Garrett's obviously going to do the thing that he always does, which we talk about where he'll go to the side that's weakest. My assumption mm-hmm. is he might spend a lot of time on the right side. I think he might find out, because he didn't play Broderick. No, excuse me, left side, because Broderick's on the right side, correct? Yeah, he's going to be on the right side. So um, I think you're right where you're going. You were about to say he's going to go after Broderick. And it's not going to go well. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I don't think it's going to go anywhere near as easy as he thinks it's going to go. Uh, and as far as that Browns defense, too, uh, they have, in the last four games, given up 31 points, 
20 points and 38 points in three of those four games. I'll take that. Uh, so as of late, their defense nowhere near as good as it uh, was early. Only, yeah, the only game that they had a really dominant performance was against the Cardinals where they had a shutout, but that was against Clayton Toon, their fourth string quarterback. Uh, so I think you kind of have to factor that in a little bit. To that. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's fair. Uh, and, and I mean, and this is the one thing you could say about their defense there. They have 300 less yards allowed than the second place team. So yards aren't there. And maybe that's talk. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's talking to their, you know, maybe they're turning the ball over a lot, giving players, uh, other teams short fields. Lots you know what it is? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's to be discussed. But again, they're it, creating it, a lot of turnovers too. So that's a lot going into that. Yeah, interior defensive line there: Dalvin Tomlinson and Jordan Elliott. Uh, very capable defensive line. Probably one of the toughest ones we go up against all year. Outside of thank God we didn't. I mean, we got crushed by the 49ers in Week One, but thank God we didn't play them now with Chase Young. <laughs> <laughs> I, just I don't know. They're not that. playing anywhere near as good now. <laughs> I mean, that's true. But jeez, uh, I just thought about that. Um, yeah, they, they run backup four- defensive tackles too. Uh, Maurice Hurst and Shelby Harris, probably the two best backup D tackles in the NFL. I, yeah, think. I mean, Shelby Harris was a starter in Denver, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, very capable defensive front there. And then you look at the the middle linebacker Anthony Walker Jr. and the outside linebackers Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, the guy that we wanted to draft so badly, uh, and Sioni Takitaki. Sioni did not me. <laughs> Listen, I would have – he's having himself a good year, is he not? I think he is. Yeah, I mean, he's getting lots of tackles, but, again, he's like 215 pounds. No, middle he's 221. Yeah. Give him some credit. With his pads on. <laughs> uh, but a very capable – they're capable. I think you can find a lot of mismatches in that in the room of those three guys with, you know, Pat Farmuth or Darnell Washington trying to move the ball down the field. You want to look at that secondary? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, corner back room, Denzel Ward and Greg New, pretty formidable duo there uh, with Grant Delpit and Juan Thornhill at safety. Uh, this is the best secondary the Browns have had in a very long time. Uh, so definitely something where you have to make sure uh, you know where they're at and you understand what the defense is looking at or they will make you pay. They've had a lot of turnovers this year. So uh, beyond the secondary, their punter slash holder, Corey Bjorquez, uh, in some circles, known as one of the worst holders in the league, but a very good punter. Um, their kicker, Dustin Hopkins, missed an extra point last week, but did get the game-winning field goal. Kick return man, Jane, er, Pierre Strong. Punt returner, James Prochet. And the long snapper, Charlie Hewlett. They matter, too. That's the Bengals. They matter, too. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. I'm excited for it. Um the the Browns I'm stressed man I'm stressed <laughs> I'm excited for it because I think that I think we've seen enough improvement consistently these past two weeks. Granted, last week again was not what I wanted to. With I want to I want to win a game with the ball, like not from yeah. getting a turnover. I want to win the yeah, game dealing the ball. Yes, and and just you know doing enough to make sure we come out on top. I want to win by two scores one of these times. Uh, you know, ten plus points would be fantastic. We only score on about 30% of our drives. The Browns are actually scoring um, on 36% of their drives. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, thankfully, turnover percentage, turnover percentage on drives, Pittsburgh's dead last, 6.9%. <laughs> and you talked about the Browns turning the ball over. They're 15.5%. <laughs> so Ooh. a drastic difference there. So hopefully we continue, continue in that aspect. Um, got to take advantage of that. Got to take a massive advantage of that, especially with a rookie quarterback coming in. 
um, against our defense. I'm really excited to see what could happen here. Uh, we are going to talk now about our three keys to success. Again, if you guys haven't yet, if you haven't done this, comment or message us your three keys to success before the game on Sunday. We will talk about them when we record our show on Monday, going over the game and recap everything and say, hey, you know, Billy Bob Joe said this on Instagram or said Ooh. this on YouTube and, and it happened and it worked exactly what he said. You know, we want to talk about what you guys have to say. So please feel free to share those with us, whether commenting on a video or a post or messaging us directly. We would love to hear from you guys. Uh, James, you want me to go first or you? Mm, if you want to go first today, you oh, can. I'll go first because I'm going to start with your favorite one. Win the turnover battle. <laughs> I don't care, God. but I'm going back to it. But here's the thing. It, it's worked so far. Pittsburgh is one of three teams, I think, that has been outscored and or out yardaged in all of their games or all of um, or most of the games. I can't remember the, the specific number, but out of those three I teams, I think all of them this year, all of them out of those three teams, mm-hmm. we're the only one with a winning record. And it's because of the turnovers. It's because we give ourselves mm-hmm. short fields. It's because we get two defensive touchdowns the first time we play the Browns. Um, it's be, it's because of our defense. We have a plus 10 turnover differential right now, which is fantastic Whew. out of 33 quarterbacks in the NFL that qualify for this statistic, um, out of qual- qualify to be counted as whatever, um, Kenny Pickett has the least amount of turnovers, which is fantastic or interceptions, whatever you want to call it. Um, we're doing a great job at taking care of the ball. Yeah. Knock on wood, please. Uh, <laughs> but winning the turnover battle is going to set us up for success because we're not going to have to drive 80, 75 yards downfield. Um, Pittsburgh has struggled to sustain drives. Granted last week we had three in a row, uh, two touchdowns to start the game off. And then we got a field goal on that third drive. Pittsburgh needs to get something going defensively to give that offense the confidence to keep going. Uh, number two, I want there to be uh, improved. And this one's very hard to judge if it's happening or not. But I want there to be improved communication with Matt Canada and, and the the people on the sideline. The fact that he's on the sideline again. I don't want to see him back up in the box for the rest of the year. I'll be very upset if he does. I don't care when it gets cold. I don't care when it's cold. Wear a jacket. If he goes up in the box when it gets cold, I'm going to be upset. Um, with that being said, my third and final one is another... 150 plus rushing yard game. I want to see Pittsburgh continue to pound the ball, continue to improve the run game. Heck, go for 250 this week. I don't care. If you can continue to run the ball the way we did last week with Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, there's no reason to not run the ball. Neither of them are going to get tired yeah. out. You're allowed, you're going to be able to bounce between the two of them. And their running style is so different that it's going to keep the defense on their toes. Heck, bring them both in. Have a dual back set. And allow Najee or Jalen Warren to block for the other one because I think both of them are capable. Now, don't get me wrong; I wouldn't want—I yeah, don't want Jalen Warren going one-on-one with <laughs> Miles Garrett, but allow him to get to a corner or, like, you know, if if you take George Pickens and have him run up and get a safety or an outside linebacker with the, you know those crack blocks that are kind of illegal now, but just kind of get in the way and you let him go one-on-one against the corner. I like that battle all day, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so get creative with it. Again, the 150 or more rushing yards this week, those are my three keys to success. I like it. I like it. I'm uh, different on all three of mine. Yes, Good. that's what I like. Uh, my first key, torch him with George. Ooh. I want to see a high amount of traffic on that ball thrown in George Pickens' direction. Um, it really leads to success. When George Pickens has big games, we win. Uh, that's pretty much the way that works. That's how it goes. Uh, now, it doesn't mean that we lose when he doesn't have big games, but it sure helps. 
Uh, and if you can get him heavily involved, it'll keep those safeties out of the box, uh, which will help out with the running game as well. Number two, I want Elandon Roberts to be the communication master on the defense. Like uh, it. The, the whole weight of that is going to be shoulders now. They're not going to have Mark Robinson doing that. They're not going to have Michael Walker or any of these other guys that are getting brought from the practice squad to help out on Sunday. Like that's not going to be their role. It'll be a Landon Rock on all three downs. Uh, and he's going to have the green dot and he's got to make sure everybody's in place. Uh, so more than him being faster or stronger than people, he needs to be the best communicator on that defense to make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be. If he does so, that gives us a fighting chance. Yeah. Uh, number three in my final one. Be stout against the run, boys. Make sure you're in that weight room all week. I want to see you eating seconds uh, on Saturday to make sure you got a couple extra pounds in your pants there so nobody can push you backwards. I want to see Joel Petonio on his butt. Uh, and I want to see Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi, and Keanu Benton reset the line of scrimmage uh so stout against the run will force them to pass if you can force them to pass this game is over these backup quarterbacks cannot throw the ball well enough to defeat us uh, so you've got to be tough against the run this week more so than any other week in the past i believe yeah heck yeah love that hey listen i would love to see keanu benton sack baby i'm ready for it yeah, I'm ready for it. Nick he almost Herbing, got one last week. Uh, he got a half one. They took it from him. Whatever. Uh, yeah, he got the ankles, man. <laughs> he was the first one there. He did. <laughs> uh, so again, thank you guys so much for listening or watching. If you're on YouTube, make sure to subscribe or on YouTube, and then make sure you like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell. It's free. Don't forget about the five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, this is James and Cody and this crazy guy right here signing off. Peace.